Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and happy Thursday to all, and to all a good night. No, uh, got a couple more hours to go here. We got so so many things to talk about. Uh, the Dow down 400 points. Uh, gold up a dozen. We're almost now a baker's dozen. Up uh, twelve, thirteen dollars. Silver higher as well. All kinds of data. I'll, I'll tell you all about. It. We got all kinds of data out. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. I told you so, but I told you. I said you want to be an idiot. That's on you, I guess. And and I and I don't mean to. I don't mean that in a bad way. I get it. I understand. Right. You. you you don't think you need to prepare unless a Democrat's in office, apparently. It's nonsense. None of this is real. It's Nothing's changed. And, and I, and I want to say that, it, but it hasn't. The same problems we had then we have now, except they're bigger. The debts are way bigger. Right? The national debt, the trade debts, all these debts. This trade war with China, we're going to win. Remember from day one, what did I tell you? China's not going to negotiate. Right? And I get what we're doing. We need to essentially make it to the point where all our businesses leave. But here's the thing. China's going to help us. All of their companies are sending memos to their employees. Don't let us catch you with an American-made product. We don't care what it is from your cell phone to your car to uh, your paper towels. Another, uh, another, you know, I talked about this yesterday, but another big deal now. Everybody hide it. If you got an iPhone in China, right, they don't, you don't want people to see it. Right? You're, you're an embarrassment. You're a joke. This thing is going to get awfully, awfully interesting uh, like I said, the Dow's down 365, but it, that's it's not all China. It's not all China. We had new ho- new home sales out today. We had the PMI out today, and I, I will say this: the new home sales one was really disappointing because uh, that's been a bright spot. We'll talk about that, uh, but but the PMI. I've always said these the PMI, the ISM, these reports are jokes. And and today's PMI validates my point. And it was a bad number. I mean it was a terrible number. It was the worst number in nine years. Uh, but it just tells you why it's a joke, but I'll get I'll get to that uh in the in the next segment. Um we are out we are out of the uh, Australian kangaroos, uh, finally. Uh, congratulations uh, to those of you that picked them up. Uh, silver now, what, 1460 uh, this morning. Gold, gold's at uh, 1286, 1286. Uh, the Dow's down 400. The S&P's down 42. The NASDAQ down 140. Nothing changes. You need to keep putting. You just add. That's why I love the metals plan. You just add. You just keep putting it away. Just put it away. Am I telling you don't buy stocks? No. 
don't buy a house, don't buy a car. I'm not saying that. But you're a fool. If you think that you can, oh, no, I don't have to get right. I, I don't have to, to prepare today. This is an every day, every month, every year situation. This is a freight train coming. Right? We are in the middle of, uh, we're not even in the middle, right? We're still in the very early beginnings of the new debt super cycle. Right, the part where, and again, how many times do I have to tell you, Wall Street is not indicative of what the real economy is. Right now we even play games with GDP, right? I mean, everybody and their brother, will, if you really press them, will tell you, we didn't have 3.2 GDP last quarter. We didn't. We had a paper, on paper we did. Yesterday I told you about 90% of the housing market just uttered shambles. And we're getting ready to fall below 5 million units annualized rate. I mean, it's incredible. The interest rate, I mean, did you see the 10-year note today hit the lowest in two years? So I think I saw 235 this morning. And now new home sales, which was the bright spot, uh, reversed course this morning down 7%. New home sales. But wait, till I, I want to save it for the next segment because I want to tell you about the price. Because it didn't really behave uh, the way you would have thought with sales plummeting. And it, it really is bringing up uh, some very, very interesting observations about what we could be facing uh, when it comes to home prices and affordability and what 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 people can actually buy and how many people now is the American dream over is the new American dream I rent my apartment we got all of that and so much more coming up Patriot Radio News Hour don't touch that dial 800-951-0592 Patriot Radio News Hour allamericangold.com and uh, make sure you get, it's got to be part of your daily routine. R- Ramon just does a great, great job uh, getting the news to you, the news that you need to know out there. Uh, obviously a big down day. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't. The day-to-day stuff doesn't matter. You know what matters? Is what happens on a yearly basis. What's happening with our debt? What's happening with the central uh, the central bank now being forced, starting this month, being forced to buy treasuries? China is not playing around. Before we get to that, I'm going to cover the two economic points to, that came out today. So the Dow was going to be down today because... Uh, well, China's not playing around. But then we got data. We got economic data to go along with it. First was new home sales. Now, existing home sales has been on a downward trend for 14 straight months in a row. New home sales had been up. 
for three straight months. It all came crashing down this month. Following the disappointment in existing home sales, new home sales crashed back to reality in April, falling 6.9%, so a 7% drop. And this is after the big drop in rates. See, that was the one thing that the home market was 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 doing over the last couple of years. Part of the big part of the reason why Wall Street's overvalued was when rates were rising, home sales would struggle, but then as soon as they fell, they'd pick back up again. Didn't happen this time. They're falling on both new and used. Even though the rates have fallen again, people are out of money. It's an affordability problem. Then here's what happened to the price. This is where it really got weird. And it actually makes complete sense. There was a surge in the median price of a new home. So remember, now median is you take the most expensive new home purchased and the cheapest one purchased, and then the second cheapest and the second most expensive, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, until you get to the middle. That means 50% of the homes sold for less than this price, 50% sold for more. This will be a lower number, okay? The median home price... $342,000 and you're like what that was up 12% we have an affordability problem the average price Okay, so now you just take, okay, let's add up all the values of all the homes, new homes bought, and divide it by the number of new homes. So you take the price, add up all the prices, divide it by the number of homes, $393,700. What? And I'm only laughing because who can afford this stuff? You know how much money you have to make to afford a $400,000 home? And uh, listen, a $400,000 home means, hey, you're not not so great. Right? You're like in the 50th percentile. Now they're saying that it looks like a an issue with the mix. The only homes selling are expensive ones. And obviously we have a, a twofold problem, right? There's no such thing as a cheap home anymore. It doesn't exist. It it doesn't exist. 
You know what? And again, I know he and he's been so busy. I'd love to get James Morgan on and, and just get his take on this. A guy that's you know when 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 you're talking about housing and you got guys out there uh, that that have decades of experience, it, it's really good to get uh, their point of view on this thing. But I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm thinking, you know what? That makes sense to me. Sales are down because most people just can't afford it. Prices up because the only people that can afford a home are the people that make lots of money. And 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 I'm going, yeah, that that adds up to me. This is a we got a problem. I I don't know what the I I mean I'm sitting there and I'm looking at a ten year note at at you know two three five and nobody's buying a house. New used doesn't matter. And then you start looking at the price and you're like, ah, oh, I get it now. What's them what's the because let's face it, most people now they they they, they buy a monthly payment, right? They, you're, you're buying a monthly payment. Well, how much is the payment gonna be? Right? How much is the payment gonna be? Do you got twenty percent down? No. I mean think twenty percent down. Average price of a new home, four hundred grand. I mean, I, I know I went to public school, but you got eighty thousand dollars sitting in your bank account. If you do, you're a fool. Put that into gold. You'll be a lot. You'll feel a lot better about it. So that was that. That drove the market down. All of a sudden, the Dow was going to be down maybe two hundred points. Then, then it was down. And then, okay, now it's going to be down 300 points. Then the manufacturing index came out, and that would put it down 400 points. But again, I'm going to make fun of this one. Even though it's a number that, you know, is good for me, right? Gold was going to be up 4 bucks. Then the housing data came out, gold was up 8 bucks, right? Then this data came out, and gold's up a dozen. By the way, there's going to be a trend here. Because all all of the all of the perfection that Wall Street had priced in isn't here, and there's so they're waking up to the reality a little bit. U.S. manufacturing growth hit new lows in May. Matter of fact, this was a number. This was the lowest number in nine years. I mean, that's that's 2010. And I'm thinking, what? Come on. We went from a, you know, manufacturing had been, don't get me wrong, this number was falling. It, it was. But what, we, we, we fell off a cliff? That's why I said these reports are such garbage. It was never as good as they said it was. Is my point here. The Purchasing Managers Index fell to 50.6 in May. Anything below 50 is retraction, recession, if you will, right? That means it's shrinking. It's the lowest levels, not since 2010, since September of 2009. So... Uh, just a pinch under 10 years, right? I'm going to go ahead and say close enough. This is the lowest number in 10 years. 
according from the results released this morning. Growth of business activity slowed sharply in May. And I'm like, huh, okay. They said trade war worries. Now, I know the trade wars picked up speed here. But none of this would have affected the manufacturers right now, right this second. They said trade war and uncertainties dealt a further blow to order book growth and business confidence. Okay, listen, didn't affect their, their order book. That's, that's garbage. It just happened. Now, does it affect their confidence? I believe that part of it. But that's my whole point. This number's been puffed up on this, hey, uh, everything's just going to be great. Not really based on what is real. Listen, you had existing home sales fall for 14 straight months in a row. That's a fact. Car sales are in the crapper. We don't have uh, the shipping index. They, they call it the transportation. You know, have you looked at the orders for the semis? Collapsed, and it's been collapsed now for six months. The only good thing is they had such a big backlog of orders for semis that they're going to make it till about September or October before they're going to have to start laying off people in droves. But semi-truck orders, they're down like, not, not 5 or 10%. They're down like 60, 70%. Shh, don't say anything. Yes, I told you, credit card defaults, the highest since 2011. Auto loan defaults, the highest in, I've what, since like 2011, 2010. You got to wake up. I know it's hard to hear. It is. It's not, listen, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It is, it's a what it is thing. Right? We talked about yesterday, you know, go back to the 70s, 1971. We would pay in taxes about double what the businesses paid. Okay? So if we paid $100 billion in taxes, businesses paid $50 billion. Then the um, share of Social Security, Medicare, that'd be about 10, it was about 10%. So we pay a hundred billion. Businesses paid fifty billion. Social Security, Medicare, the payroll tax, if you will, was about ten billion. And they call it probably twelve billion. Be fair. That was how it was. The numbers I gave you the other day. This was 2018's book from 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 uh, the IRS. This was the IRS book. We paid just under $2 trillion in taxes. 
business paid, what was it, 240-something billion. Now, when I was born, if we would have paid $2 trillion, business should have paid a trillion. They're only paying $240 billion. Payroll tax, when I was born, I was born in 1970, by the way. Payroll tax would have been somewhere, you know, a ballpark at 30, 40 billion, something like that. 1. Point, almost 1.4 trillion. What's wrong with that picture? Patriotado News Hour will return after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. One of the best aspects of America's geography is also its worst. Our geographical separation from the other leading powers on the world stage gives many Americans an isolated view of politics. Not too many Americans follow the goings-on of European politics, after all. Most probably do not even know that today is such a pivotal day for Europe and for the ideology of nationalism everywhere. Today marks the first day of elections to the European Parliament, which is the representative body of the European Union. These elections will go on through Sunday. Even if most Americans are not keeping up with these elections, they certainly should be. This year's elections will be a referendum on President Trump as much as it will be a referendum on Europe. Trump-style nationalists are set to claim huge victories across Europe. When you combine this with Britain's plan to exit the European Union, there's going to be a huge upset in the power structure of Europe's loathsome legislature. This does not bode well for the liberals who are trying desperately to cling to the power they have always held so tightly in the European Parliament. Liberal politicians like President Emmanuel Macron of France recognize how much danger his brand of France last, not France first, politics is in. That's why he went on a full-scale assault on conservatism before these elections. In a column distributed throughout France, he employed the usual end-of-the-world tactic the American left likes so much. Macron said that the European surge of nationalism has put Europe in more danger than it has been in since World War II. Coming from the guy whose country was dissolved and turned into a Nazi puppet government in World War II, I'm skeptical that he could keep a straight face as he wrote that. Macron might do his best to belittle the surge of nationalism sweeping over Europe, but no amount of spin will help him when the results of these elections come in. Time is up for the Europe-first multinationalist bureaucrats. It's time for the peoples of Europe to once again be given the right to captain their own destiny for their own nations. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. But the fake news and the commentators whose slant coverage are finally being exposed. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800 Gold's up 12 
Uh, silver is up 18, 19 cents, fourteen dollars sixty cents. Uh, the Dow down three hundred and seventy points as trade wars and bad economic data uh, leading uh, the the bond market to the lowest levels in several years and leading the Dow. Uh, you know, it's been a tough day for the Dow, but again, it was based on fantasy. A lot of, again, oh, seemingly every day now, more and more companies coming out with uh, downgrades, right? Letting the street know, hey, you know the, that earning per share number we were telling you about? Yeah, it, it's too high. It's too high. Yeah, we got to take it down, uh, which is really leading the Dow down. Uh, here's an unintended consequence of the trade war. Tourism apparently collapsed <laughs> last month. Well, you know, you start making the Chinese bad. And I've been speaking. I wonder if the housing thing, remember I said that too, right? Hey, China's been a big buyer of these houses. We, I mean, we don't see it necessarily here in Arizona. Maybe you don't see it in Colorado. But California and, and Washington, they're huge buyers there. Huge. They're now saying that tourism which was only down a couple of tenths, has all of a sudden dropped almost 5.5% in just the last month, saying it's the worst showing for tourism since 2015. And I'm just saying, I think it's, I think I know who it is. In 1990, France was the most visited country, right? People going to Paris. We were second. This one surprised me. Spain was third. And 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 then Italy, Hungary, right? You know, China's nowhere near China nowhere to be found. In twenty seventeen, France was one. Spain took over second. We were third. The Chinese were fourth. And Italy was fifth. By the way, followed by Mexico was sixth. By 2030, guess who's number one? Uh, Do I need to say it? Right? China, number one. France will be number two. Spain will be number three. The United States will have fallen to fourth, and they and they're saying, "Hey, they may actually be fifth because Thailand may pass them." And I'm trying to think like Thailand. Thailand in 2017. I'm just trying to give you a little color here. Was tenth. I'm just saying. Growth of Asia is here. Italy, Mexico, Turkey. That, that, that's the order, but I, I just bring this up. It's another thing to consider. The ISM, the manufacturer, their confidence is hurt now, right? They're like, whoa. You know, think about a month ago. Not even a month ago, but three weeks ago. They were going to sign a deal. 
Right? I mean, you heard Mnuchin, Trump, all these guys, oh, yeah, deal, we're having, could be done by Friday. No, there's no deal. Right? They're all shocked. Oh. And even then, for two weeks now, they've been pretending like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. And then yesterday I told you, I read you the memos, the leaked memos from businesses in China. I told you about them hanging banners on their storefronts. How about this one? Ongoing national sentiment surging in China could be a huge boom for all the Chinese company. Sam Lee, who was employed by a state-owned telecom firm, told the Shanghai Morning Post that he switched from Apple to Huawei following President Trump's deepening of the trade war targeting Chinese firms. It's kind of embarrassing to pull an iPhone out of your pocket nowadays. Think about this. There's 1.4 billion of them. International Data Corporation, worldwide quarterly mobile phone tracker, shows that Huawei shipped 206 million smartphones, 105 million in mainland China. Apple now is down to fifth with 9.1% of the market. By the way, uh, Apple's share has now fallen 7% and gaining momentum. Chinese uh, consumers' love for Huawei can only increase because of the ban. Apple is experiencing an innovative an innovation. I'll get it right. Innovation shortage. Okay, maybe I don't know. Right? I've how many times I said Tim Cook's not Steve Jobs. And backlash across China. iPhone shipments worldwide has collapsed. Now down 30% year over year. What? iPhone sales down 30%. Not sales, I'm sorry. Shipments down 30%. So what does that mean for sales? Sales? Sales got to be down at least that much. Wow, a 30.2% year-over-year decline. Huawei, by the way, now the top manufacturer of smartphones in the world, surpassing Apple, uh, actually has recorded positive growth in shipments of iPhones iPhones have struggled to win over consumers in most major markets as as competition continues to eat away at Apple's market share. Let me tell you something about Apple. Nobody can afford a thousand dollar phone, you idiot. Sorry. Sorry.
I mean, come on. $1,000 phone. Make the radio news hour. And Apple stock's been one of the darlings. 800 You know, I've been thinking about what to what to do today. What specials can I run today? And I made my usual calls, checked my emails, did what we do. And I wasn't shocked when I got the same response pretty much all over the place. We don't have, nope, out, gone, don't have any product. What? Three days ago, you, you had unlimited amounts of product. This is what these guys do. They jack the price, they tell you it's horrible, and then they buy it all. I mean, it's just, it's... And again, remember the other day, I told you the other day, they were setting gold up for the big whack, and then it, it, it failed. And now we got the big bounce. So here's what I'm going to do. Because I know you don't know what you do. I get it. And you, you want to, you just, you just want to believe. It's okay to believe. It's okay. It's good. Yeah, I believe, too. I want to believe, too. You still have to prepare. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And remember, we're still we're running even the small number, the trillion dollar deficit. It's really like one point six, one point seven trillion. We we got maybe two percent GDP, real GDP, maybe. If we had a balanced budget, okay, balance the budget. We'd have GDP of what, negative 4 or 5%? That's how significant it is. It's scary when you really put it all into perspective. You know, and they get away with it for a little while, and then eventually, what, we're going to be Japan or worse? And then we decided to pick a fight. And now the fight, the, we, we, a lot of people didn't think it was going to be a fight, right? Oh, no, no, they're going to do it. No, they're not. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a good one, too. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take 50 U.S. $20 gold pieces, 50 of them. And I'm going to let you buy them today. For $1,350, which was the price it would have been $20 in gold to go. So two days ago, gold was down, what, 1267 It's now $1,287. So I'm just going to close my eyes and pretend. And that was a sale price then when they had it all. But today and today only, this is not going to be online. You got to call this a no bait and switch. It's going to be real simple. Arlene's going to answer it. You say, I want the special. That's all you have to say. If you're a new customer, we're not like anybody else. Maybe you bought gold somewhere else before. This is much different. Our big tough question is how many would you like? You just call up. You call 800 951 
888-900-0592. And you tell Arlene, I want the special. And Arlene's going to say, how many would you like? One, five, ten, twenty, all of them. By the way, that's what happened on the uh, the kangaroos. Guy said, I'll buy all you got left. That, that, then that's it. They're gone. Thirteen hundred and fifty bucks. Gold's twelve hundred eighty-seven dollars. Sixty. I, I can't believe how cheap stuff is right now. Sixty-three dollars over spot. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Remember, don't forget. This is how we pay our bills. I hope you wake up soon. So for a long time now, I've been calling BS on the jobs market. I have, right? You know that. This is a study, not by a left-leaning think tank group or a right-thinking think tank group, by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And, and study is not the right word. Here's the facts of the job market. This one pertaining to college graduates. The underemployment rate for kids graduating college and who have graduated college recently, so last five years, is at an all-time record high, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. They said, yeah, they're working. More people are working in jobs that they are overqualified for simply in order to make ends meet. Taking jobs that don't require a college degree. Listen, half the jobs they say require a college degree don't. Right? We know that. Despite a decade of low unemployment and economic growth and stock market highs. The fastest growing debt, at least household debt, student loan debt, and this is what you've been rewarded with. It's a sham. It's not real. Twenty-five to thirty-eight-year-olds, over a third of them living with their mother and father, little mommy and daddy. We've never been more educated in our lives and taken more crappy jobs. I'm going to give you the percent. I can't, I can't believe it, and the fact that the New York Fed put this number out is all you need to know about where we're headed. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces, uh, fifty of them. That's it. That's all there is. Thirteen fifty. I'll I'll do this too because I'm tired of of doing free shows. If we don't sell out, this one will replay tomorrow until we do. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. It's time to wake up. 
right? And it's easy to deceive, right, with all the numbers and all this stuff. And, oh, unemployment's 3.6%, right? I mean, ridiculous comments. This is straight from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And it says the underemployment rate. Now, if you were underemployed in the 70s and the 80s, you were counted in the unemployment number. And underemployed means I'm working this job because I can't find the job I want. In other words, I'm working this crappy job because I can't get a good job. I'm working four part-time jobs looking for a full-time one. These are 22 to 27-year-olds. So you think about most of these are college-degreed individuals. The underemployment rate stood at 41.3%. I was blown away. I was like, are you kidding me? Four out of every 10, 22 to 27-year-olds are underemployed. And this is what I've been saying all along. The fact that there are millions and millions and millions of recent college graduates Opting for jobs that don't require degrees is often masked, not often, it is masked, by the rosy job market figures. <laughs> I Listen, I, I, I thought, there, you know, 10%, you know, even in my crazy mind, 20% max were on 41 plus percent. During the height of the dot-com bust, it wasn't this high. The underemployment rate for recent college graduates, 39%. How's that going to feel? Four out of every ten kids that graduate from college are going to get the, boy, I hope you don't have a student loan job. A major reason why recent college grads don't, uh, don't require college degrees is because they're seeking higher pay. Oh, that take jobs that don't require, because they want a job that pays. So... Essentially what they're saying is, hey, I'm looking for a job. Can't find one that pays me any money, so I'm going to take this job. Don't worry. What could that possibly hurt? Everything's wonderful. Look at, well, don't look at the stock market today. But. $20 Liberties, $13.50, 800-951-0592. Take care.